You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to the last episode of Catching the Creepies, Season 1. My first podcast. As we travel down the psychic highway, we talk to wizards and witches, ghost hunters, and extraterrestrial investigators. And we discovered that the supernatural is, well, very natural. You might not know this, but this podcast was created by me and my brother. It's a family affair. So for the special last episode, I invite Lagan to interview me. Why, uh, thank you for having me, Kesha. Oh my gosh. Thank you for helping me create this podcast. It's been so fun. So because it's the last episode, we thought it'd be fun to flip the script a little bit and I can interview you about what we've uh, learned on this creepy journey. Oh no, this is like a quiz, huh? Yes, it's kind of like a quiz, actually. So um, we're going to go through some of our favorite creepy subjects. And of course, we have to start with the creepiest of all, which is COVID. And uh, I think we need to talk about COVID because if it wasn't for COVID, we probably wouldn't have done this podcast. Uh, So why don't you tell the story about how we decided to make this podcast early on in in quarantine? Okay, so I believe I was really going out of my mind because I was supposed to be on tour this whole entire past 14 months. 
I was preparing to be gone for a year and be on the stage and be on a tour bus. And then when COVID happened, obviously the world came to a stop and we all had to collectively figure out how to get through this together. And I just was stuck with so much energy still though. And I live to create, whether it's a song or an album or an outfit or a live show. I just am used to creating. So being stuck at home. There wasn't a whole lot of options to create things. I mean, we did did send you a green screen and you managed to make an entire music video with a green screen from Amazon and an iPhone. True. But other than that, and we did plenty... Of uh, performances uh, in your house, but there wasn't a lot of options, but we learned how to make a podcast. We did. And like neither one of us had any idea how to do it before. Or at least I didn't. I mean, maybe you did, but I no, had no I idea. think actually the dirty secret is that I had no idea either. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, kids, you don't have to know what you're doing to do it. You just got to do it. I told everybody that making a podcast, I see I did work in radio, so I figured a podcast is like radio except for on the internet. So it can't be that hard. Well, and it's just people shooting the shit from what I understand, or at least that's what I've been doing. Yeah, well, nobody's told us we did anything wrong yet. So I think we made a, a f- okay, fine podcast. I hope you guys like this. <laughs> okay, fine. Totally disorganized, random podcast. But it's been super fun to be able to still connect with my fans and also connect to people that I've always wanted to talk to about subjects I'm fascinated by and just really take a time out from my creativity always being like self Centric. It's very much always like about my shows or my songs, about how I'm feeling and blah, blah, blah. So this was fun because I actually got to just talk to other people about cool shit and not just talk about myself and think about myself. It was a nice break. So one, we're going to be playing some of our favorite clips of the season. I think one of the best clips is, is from our first guest, Alice Cooper. And when we first had this idea to create a podcast about the supernatural, your first idea for a guest was Alice Cooper. So why is that? Well, Uncle Alice is somebody that I've known for a long time. He's actually one of the first icons like in music that I met. And he was so kind and he was so nice. And we recorded a song together. And I just remember thinking how when you're that iconic and you have just like really are part of the tapestry of culture, you can afford to just be like really, really nice. So I met him right around when TikTok came out. So I kind of took his disposition with me as inspiration on how to be in general. And through the years, he's just been like a great mentor and we've done a lot of really cool things together. And he still maintains being one of the nicest people ever. And one of the first people that popped into my mind when I thought, oh, Let me think of a creep or somebody who's creepy. Alice was the first person that popped into my head. And I love that. You can still be a creep, but you can also be really nice. So we had a lovely conversation. Well, one of my favorite clips from the whole podcast is when Alice Cooper explained that he thought COVID was an alien. Yeah, we should play that one. How do we know that COVID-19 isn't an alien? It could be just invading like a very tiny, tiny alien. It's the first it's the first wave of the invasion. You could be onto something. We should alert. <laughs> we should alert somebody. They're, they're cute little guys. I mean, they're really cute little guys. Look like little beach balls with, oh my you know. God. 
little fuckers. So I'm definitely the skeptic of the group here. But one of the things I've really changed my beliefs on over the course of this podcast is the topic of psychics and telepathy. It's been really cool to hear you talking to so many people from entertainers to experts. So early on, one of our guests was Dr. Caroline Watt, who's a professor of parapsychology at the University of Edinburgh. So she actually studies this stuff scientifically at a legitimate university, which I thought was pretty unbelievable. And one of the things that really caught my attention is when she explained how many people in the world have had some sort of paranormal experience. About 50% of people believe in the paranormal or in ghosts. Is that about right? That's about right, yes. Um, and that that's taken very broadly. So that would include, for example, traditional religious beliefs. So believing in a God or believing that you can pray and heal someone or have things happen uh, that you want because of prayer, these would also be regarded as paranormal beliefs. And of that 50%, about half of the, these people believe they've had a paranormal experience. So that means if you look, you know, you're walking along the street, you're looking at the people around you, about one in four will have had what they think is a paranormal experience. And that, that's to me why it's obviously of interest to psychologists to study. The crazy part about that is you would think this is kind of like a taboo subject or when you talk about the paranormal or telepathy or psychic or any of those kind of words, I feel like it's an instant like, oh, this lady might be crazy. And the fact that one in four people feel like they've had a paranormal experience makes me feel like it's not really all that taboo. And maybe if we just talk about it, more people than you would expect would have really cool stories and really interesting experiences that maybe they can't really explain. And I just wanted to hear people's take on that. But I also really wanted to hear the science behind it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when she was talking about her personal experience and how she's more of a skeptic, but then experienced it herself, I feel like that's when things get really interesting, when you're a party to seeing something supernatural or feeling it, because then it becomes much harder to ignore the fact that potentially there is something that we don't fully understand, whether it's our brain or a dimensional thing or a physics thing. Like scientifically speaking, there are things that we can't see and we can't understand. Not only Dr. Caroline Watt, but also Another guest, Graham Nichols, talked about experiments they had done on telepathy. And for me, you know, coming from the more skeptical side, hearing these people talking about doing scientific experiments that essentially prove some form of telepathy was pretty incredible. There are some researchers who have done work in the past. Um, there was a guy called Alex Tanis who did research in the sort of 80s and, and uh, with um, a researcher called Carlos Osis from Latvia. And they they did experiments where they tried to sort of, he would try to go and see targets and things like that. And then there's a, a researcher in Italy at the moment um, called Patrizio Trisoldi, who is doing research, same kind of thing, looking at seeing targets and things like that. And then the Rhine Research Center, I've done research with them looking at trying to, again, trying to see targets and things like that at a distance. So we did like about 14 weeks of different targets and oh, things. Wow. And then I would try to have an experience or 
I tried different techniques, not just out of body experiences. I tried remote viewing. I tried different methodologies. I used sensory deprivation, mild sensory deprivation. That's the thing that I think is fascinating about the whole podcast is, is that it's really just diving into these, these subjects, whether you want to call it magic or you want to call it the paranormal, it's, it's just things that we can't see and we can't explain with with math it's it's and there's so much of it in in our world and i think it's just been so cool i think one of the most incredible examples of this is when you talk to tyler henry oh my god and he gave you a reading from our grandmother can i can i just tell you one little thing sure please yeah Yeah. so like before i hopped on the line today i was seeing my symbol for the sun and the moon and I know that might sound like so vague and random, but it actually has a lot of meaning to me because um, the sun always represents to me like a birthday, life, and then the moon generally represents like people passing away, you know, death. And so there's kind of that dichotomy. What was so interesting is, and I'm aware that you were very close with your grandmother, um, there was some reference to your mom's side of the family and actually your mother's, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if your mom has a sister, but there was an interesting acknowledgement with the sun and the moon thing of like, like within 24 hours, there being like a, a birth date and a death date. So I know it sounds weird, but when we talk about your grandmother on your, and again, your mom's side is really like the primary thing that was hitting me before we even hopped on the line. Yeah. There's kind of this interesting thing around dates of like someone has a death date and then someone has a birth date and they're right around it and they acknowledge your mom. And I don't know if your mom has a sister, but they're putting a lot of emphasis around she does. what would be like an aunt for you. So like when did your grandmother pass? My grandmother passed when I was really little. Gotcha. And it's funny, I'm wearing her ring. I was not going to tell you, but now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, just wanted to see if you picked up on it. But I, she passed away when I was really young, which is really sad because sure. I have very few memories of her. But I know she was the female bond in our family is so strong. Right. Like me and my mother are really close. Her and her mother were really close. Sure. Do you happen to know what date she actually passed away? I don't know. Do you mind? Um, you can totally check. Feel free if, if you need to. My brother's on the line. Oh, cool. Perfect. Because there's something about like your aunt, birth date, birth date, death date. Yeah. Yeah. There's some reference to these these two two dates, but they seem right next to each other. Wait, really? My boyfriend just told me that um, my aunt's... Wait, let me read it to you. <laughs> My grandmother died on December 7th and my aunt's birthday is December 6th. Okay, so that is interesting. So it would have been within a 24-hour-ish period of like the birthday and the death (laughs) date. That is so weird. So that would be why I was seeing the sun and the moon. (laughs) Oh my God. Very strange. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity. For yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Yeah, that was insane. That actually was really crazy because he, and I looked this up afterwards because I just wanted to see if there's anywhere online that you could have gotten the information that he got. And there literally is nowhere online where he could have got this information. He told me something I didn't know about and that you had to check with our aunt about like information no one's ever told me. So I've never said it publicly. And I even looked it up specifically after he said it because I was like, is there a chance he could have done just a really deep dive to find this information? And I don't think think that information is anywhere on the internet. It's not. It's absolutely not. I didn't even know when he said that, you know, our our grandmother was trying to tell our aunt not to be sad because she died around her birthday. I had no idea. And it took me calling our aunt and talking to my mom to realize that our grandmother had died within a day of our aunt's birthday. And so for me, that was is kind of mind-blowing and and really opened my mind to to what's possible. Me too. Like, I don't know how we could explain that. Neither one of us knew when grandma died. And I remember when we talked to our aunt, she said she was picking out coffins on her birthday. And like, this is a story that I'd never heard before. I had no idea about. And so in a way, by having him tell us that information, it brought our family closer and hopefully gave our aunt some closure. Um, I don't know. It just made me feel excited and that there's something else out there and to be able to communicate. That was a really exciting episode. Yeah. 
So another one of the greatest hits of the season was definitely diving into the topic of aliens and UFOs. And uh, speaking of our family, so we came to these interests very naturally because our mom has always said that she thinks she's an alien. I'm not entirely sure if she's joking. I don't think she is, actually. I don't think she is either. And so if she's an alien, that means that we're at least part alien. So we should have an interest in learning about our friends, our ancestors, our our, our ancestors. So what did you learn about aliens uh, on this podcast? Um, I got to talk to, oh my God, I love talking to Nick Pope. The He was the guy that worked in the government in the UK at the Ministry of Defense, researching and investigating UFOs. So talking to him was really interesting because I tried to look at it from the perspective of what, why would this man make this up? He seems like a legitimate, serious, sane human being. And he's talking very matter of fact about UFOs or just these objects he's seen and working closely with the military and how much they've seen. Yeah, it's interesting because it's, um, you know, when we talked to him, it was, you know, just in the last few months since we've talked to him, you know, 60 Minutes did a whole piece about UFOs talking to a bunch of people within the government on all of these reports, these official government reports about UFOs and the fact that they're seeing them basically on a daily basis. And, and so one of the things that I thought was really interesting from him is kind of putting in context about it actually is probably better if they're aliens, because if they're if it's actually ships from Russia or China, then we're in big trouble. I think we are further forward than we've ever been. And I think this Senate Intelligence Committee initiative is going to certainly move things forward again. But whether we cross the line, I mean, the UFO community have this concept of disclosure with a big D. And in their mind's eye, it's the president going on the evening news at prime time saying, my fellow Americans, people of the world, we're not alone. My take is it might not quite go down that way. It might be a little bit more subtle. And I think that's what we're seeing now. But there are congressional briefings going on behind the scenes. Uh, People like Marco Rubio uh, have gone on the record to say, look, I'd rather this was aliens because if it's Russia or China, we're in big trouble. I remember him saying that. And he's right. I personally hope they are UFOs because I think that the disclosure that I was talking about last year, it's been slowly happening more and more since, you know, the end of last year. And I really do stand by, I think, with technology and social media and connecting and the connection it creates around the entire world. If somebody sees something, it's not just like some crazy person in the middle of the desert that you don't know who they are. There's a whole profile and a whole person behind it. And so when people see something and they just, it becomes harder to discount when there's so many people telling the same story over and over and over then you start to wonder, okay, well, if there is something to this, then why is it being kept from us? And instead of being scared of it and having it be a secret, are they just slowly releasing this information to get our brains ready for full disclosure? I remember in the COVID relief bill, randomly, there was a part about how in 180 days, they had to disclose everything that they knew about UFOs to the American general public. Right. There's a report Um, coming to Congress 
about UFOs. Like, that's insane. To me, it means that we're at a point where you can no longer just hide the truth from people. And I do think that is due a lot to the connection we have to each other and through social media. It's something that we can't just ignore. There's too many people that have seen things and we want to know what it is. I, for one, have seen fireballs in the sky. I don't know what exactly it was, but I would love a little information. Like I sometimes feel like the government and people that are in power placate us and treat us like we're really stupid. But once you start seeing things over and over and over, enough people are going to demand information. And I think that's happening right before our eyes, which is so interesting. Like we're going to be able to tell our grandkids about when the world found out that there were UFOs and potentially other life trying to create contact with this planet. And I think it's going to blow people's minds on like a Judeo-Christian front, because if time and everything on this world is based around the time of Jesus, and then all of a sudden you have these extraterrestrials or foreign life, it kind of... Well, it flips flips all of the traditional religious beliefs on their head. And I think one of the most poignant perspectives we've heard about aliens throughout this whole podcast came from the one and only Dana Carvey. If aliens came down and there's some guy from the Israeli army, he's a general, came out yes. at the bases. And it's just that made me so happy to think that could be true because everybody would let go. I always thought if you took an ISIS guy or a hardcore Republican or a far left Democrat and just put them in space, put them on some kind of thing at Pluto and they could see the universe, they'd all probably just start crying and hugging each other. So we need aliens so we can just go, okay, everybody, don't take this too seriously. Aliens have come. And don't forget my friend Demi Lovato fully knows how to make contact with extraterrestrials. On my 28th birthday, I made contact for the first time. Basically, me and um, some of my best friends, we'd all gotten tested. And so we were all together and we, I got a house in Palm Springs and I went out into the desert and on the night of my birthday, we're all just, I was like, you guys, I really would love to do a group meditation and try to make contact. And my best friends are all for it. So they were like, yeah, let's do it. So we did, we meditated for about 30, 45 minutes, um, together. And then we laid out under the stars and we were just staring up up at the sky. And so what first happened was this, we played these tones, this app that you download, you, you play these tones, you meditate and then you play the tones and you wait for things to show up. And well, we did, we saw this bright light. We were all laying down on the ground. So it was just in the center of the sky. We all look up and this big ball brighter than any object in the sky. It wasn't a plane because the way that it just came into the sky right above us. And then it just starts moving in these like directions that it's clearly not a plane. Then it stops. It goes down like a falling star almost. And then it stops again and then it backs out. And the way that it backed Ooh, out, chills. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it, there was, it was, I literally was like, okay, so there's, there's no debunking that because there's no, that wasn't a shooting star. That wasn't a meteorite. That wasn't a satellite. That wasn't a plane. So what the fuck else could it have been? Why that was not bigger news is insane to me. Like what makes headlines and what doesn't always is baffling to me. Like how somebody in a swimsuit is bigger news than the fact that one of the world's biggest pop stars is 
creating contact with extraterrestrials on a regular basis? I don't know. Don't know the reasoning behind that. But I found what Demi had to say was so interesting and so helpful. And I've kind of gone down a rabbit hole into this whole world of the fourth dimension and making contact through meditation. And I have not been able to make contact yet, but I'm working on it, damn it. I tried to ohm, I tried to ohm at the moon when it was like a super blood full moon and then an eclipse. And so I went outside and I was like ohming at it by myself in the driveway for like two hours. And I was like, come on guys, I'm here. But they didn't talk to me. So sad about that. But Demi got contact. Yes, she did. And of course, with a podcast about the supernatural, we had to talk a lot about ghosts and why they decide to linger on Earth, what they're trying to communicate to us. Are they just trying to fuck with us? There's so many good ghost stories, and I love a ghost story. Most people, if you ask them, they have a good one. So, Carl, you just make like a super cut of all the best ghost stories, like bang, bang, bang. I got there and I was like, there's something weird about this house. I was sat there with my brother and he's freaking out. And then the crew is freaking out. A couple of the crew guys ran out of the room, wouldn't stay in them. Didn't And I was like, what is going on? Why is everyone so freaked out? And then they were like, you don't understand. This is the most communication we have ever got from any sort of paranormal investigation we have ever done. And I've only worked in this realm for the last 10 years. So the town ballroom has been there for like, again, a hundred years. You can go down into those tunnels and they are legitimately haunted. And as we're coming back, I turned around and I saw a little boy just run in front of me, like the mist of a little boy, the shape and form of a little boy. It was a hundred percent. Like I know what I saw. And that that was the first time I've, I, I think I've legitimately seen a ghost. A girl told me a boyfriend died and kind of my but she, she said he feels like she feels like he's, he's, he's with her all the time. And I felt that heavy because I felt like a big connection with like my fan base and that. You know what I'm saying? I think to feel loved and to feel accepted is something that never leaves you because people die, but energy doesn't die. Energy can't die, can't be destroyed, it can only be transferred. And that song is legitimately about like kind of a ghost and some weird higher power. So, in my personal opinion, I would like to be a ghost with Big Frida because she wants to be a ghost that pulls dicks. And I have a feeling like if her and I haunted a place together, like it would fucking go down. We'd be the funnest ghosts ever. Yeah, I have to say Big Frida's idea to be a ghost that pulls dicks might be a highlight of the season for me. (laughs) Same. (laughs) If I was the ghost, what would be my style of haunting? Probably something sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling dicks. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. He act up, I'm going to pull your dick off. (laughs) So Amy Bruni, the paranormal investigator. Basically, she's like a professional of what we're faking to be. Yeah, she's the real deal. She has all these really creepy dolls. The doll tried to set her house on fire. I was drawn to this doll. I put her on layaway and every week I would bring my $5 allowance until I paid off this doll or whatever. (laughs) Brought her home and set her up on my shelf. And then a few days later walked in and it smelled like burning. And I was like, that's weird. And then the next day I looked and there was like a kind of like a, a scorch mark above the doll. And I was like, that's really strange. And so then I smelled it another day and came in 
and found literally her dress was smoldering. And I was like, something is wrong with this doll. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I know one of your highlights of the season was talking to the Wizard Oz, or Oberon Zell, who runs a school of wizardry out of Seattle, Washington. Can you just talk about talking to the wizard and uh, what it was like to communicate with the guy who created unicorns? Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm an adult baby. Talking to the wizard was so exciting. I completely fangirled on him and like actually talking to someone who knows so much about everything magical. I felt like a kid in a candy shop. And something else that blew my mind is that in our lifetime, like you were definitely alive. I wasn't alive yet, but like in your lifetime, there were unicorns. Well, go to corns. 
goaticorns, excuse me. There were goat unicorns. That's still very impressive. It's pretty good. Okay. And like nobody even knows about it. I'll say it to people and they're like, oh, she's losing her marbles. But then I pull up a picture and they're like, oh, shit. That's like a tiny unicorn. We discovered the secret of the unicorn. And that is basically that unicorns were real animals who actually existed at various times in the past, but they were not a species, so they did not continue. They were an art form that was created by a secret um, process of animal husbandry that had been discovered and lost and rediscovered several times throughout history and applied to different species of horned animals. So the earliest unicorns that we saw from the Bronze Age, like 4,000 years ago, were taurine. They were bull unicorns. There was a, the oriental unicorn are chervine, they're deer unicorns, they have branching horn. The golden age of Greece was inaugurated by the appearance of an erine, a ram unicorn, at the court of the newly inaugurated um, king of Athens, uh, Pericles, whose reign was the golden age of Greece. There are many, many of these that appear, but the ones that were the most famous were the Caprine unicorns we see in the medieval tapestries. Those are the ones with the beards. Now, there's only one yes. kind of animal on the planet, mammal, that has hooves and beards, and that's goats. What a sweet soul that man has. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> so, well, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe he is. <laughs> and then, ironically... When we talk, the witch we talked to was also from Seattle, which is, is so apparently yeah. if you're into witches and wizards, Seattle is the spot. Go to Washington state if you want to get down with wizardry. So, um, yeah. I mean, the hood witch was amazing because like she is a witch and, and knows witchcraft, but also is like, has the coolest style of anybody I've ever seen. I love her because I feel like when you do think of like, oh, witches, it's all very dark and not who she's representing, which is like vibrant and gorgeous and makeup and beautiful and young. And I just feel like it's the new era of what being a witch means. And I find that really interesting because before talking to her, I thought of it as something like separate to myself. But in talking with her, I realized that, oh, I'm kind of already inclined to these witchy behaviors. So if I want to just do more of that, I can be a witch. And it's empowering versus whatever the old idea of what a witch is. Yeah, essentially it's, you know, she kind of defined it as just a rebellious, spiritual, powerful, and inspired woman who who doesn't follow follow the herd, right? Yeah. So in talking to her at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm talking to the hood witch. I'm talking to Brie. And then at the end, I was like, oh, shit, I think I'm a witch. <laughs> Culturally, when we think of the word witch and we think of what that looks like, I think that there are so many common misconceptions of witchcraft in general and like what a witch is and what a witch isn't. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, growing up, I have two grandmothers um, where I gained most of my spiritual practice from. Um, you have hereditary witches. You have people who are just solitary practitioners. So I think that just in general, the word witch you know, obviously, um, there, it's a, it can be like this big umbrella because the witch has always existed in every continent, every country. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. generally, most people's perception of a witch is like 
an old haggard woman with like a big nose with a wart on it. And it's like, I don't look like that. Neither do my grandmothers, neither do anyone, you know, that I know that practices, but uh, I, I think that just overall as an umbrella, um, the witch has always existed in this archetype of just like this wild, fierce woman and rebellious woman, this rebellious energy um, has always existed. So to be a witch and to claim that for yourself, that can be in magical practice or, you know, it could be just about just energetically, like how you feel. And, and I think that that rebellion has always just innately been uh, with a lot of us, you know? Well, also, we also realize that not only are you a witch, but you're also a juggalo. Oh my God. Yeah, I am. I love ICP. Give me that Fago. Let's go. Woo woo. I am here for it. I love the insane clown posse, the whole culture. It's so fringe and it's so inclusive and I just really relate to people that feel like outside of society and they want to make their own little group and safe space and home for the people that just want to be free. I very much relate to ICP. Music itself is is a fucking miracle. I mean, come on, yes. it's a miracle. If scientists could figure out music, they would they get get together with two other scientists and they would create the ultimate album that's going to sell to every fan on earth and they would sell 50 billion albums because they created the, the masterpiece because they can figure out music but that don't happen because they can't figure out music nobody can fucking figure out music love is a miracle love is a fucking yeah, you miracle can't, you can't put a you, oh can't my put God, that yes. a, you can't put that in a pill or else scientists no. would, be, would be selling that up too, bottling it up saying. Well, they've been trying to do that. I think that's called Molly. I was going to say, I some shit, right. <laughs> <laughs> Then we were talking about furries and I realized maybe I'm a furry because I do think anything fluffy to me, I realize this. Like you take, the, you take a man, take that same man, you put long hair and a beard. I definitely prefer the long, I like love a fluffier, furrier thing. So I'm thinking with all my cats, they're all really furry. A lot of my furniture, it's like fake fluffy furry stuff. I love furry things. So I might, in fact, be a furry. And I would have never known this if I hadn't talked to ICP and then found out I was a juggalo too. So like, I'm a witch, I'm a juggalo, I'm a furry love it. I think it's it's the fact the co the common theme here is that they're very open and I feel like you're very open on this spiritual journey and it's uh, they're very kindred spirits. Yeah, I do feel like kindred spirits with them. I know it sounds goofy, but I really do. I love them. They're so nice and fun. And finally, we have to end with where it all began, aka our mom, <laughs> aka Granny Rapper, aka the lady who interrupts the podcast. All the time because I normally record the podcast in the basement of our mom's house. That is so sad. <laughs> it is sad, but I need to preface it that I don't still live with mom. I'm 40 years old and I do not still live with mom. However, I do live next door and my office is in mom's basement. So slightly better than still living with mom when you're 40. <laughs> like barely. Barely better. <laughs> so I do have to give her credit that I think our interest in the subject comes from the way we were raised. In part, she does say that she's an alien, which would make both of us at least part alien. Yes. And when she did barge in one time on the podcast, she explained that we're also Russian 
even though our whole life we thought we were Hungarian. We were Hungarian and like filmed an episode of the MTV show we did yeah. a million years ago. And like we went to Hungary and met a bunch of ancestors. Who were no, those okay, people? Okay, so here's the deal. And she said, according to 23andMe, so the people that we met in Hungary on TV. So it's just random no, those, Hungarian those people actors? were actually our ancestors, but apparently they had immigrated from Russia to Hungary. And you can hear it all right here on the podcast. Oh, no. Take it away, Granny. Okay. I am Russian. We're not Russian. No, I'm Russian. Says who? Says 23andMe. So I'm Russian? Yes. We're from Ukraine. We're Russian. I'm Russian, apparently. I, I have fourth... I thought it was Hungarian. Yeah, there's not a drop of Hungarian in us. We're Russian and Polish oh, and Croatian. Oh, well, thank you for telling me. I have like a fourth cousin in Moscow. Well, let's go to Moscow. I got a bunch of other cousins. It's Rudy Giuliani. So also when she barged <laughs> in on the podcast, she shared uh-huh. uh, she shared the story of when you guys did a past life regression together. So let's, let's take a little listen. <laughs> no, oh God, I hate you. I was an astrology major in college, and I minored in past life regression. True. And I did my first past life regression when I was 18. Um, The first regression I did, I was a fur trapper. Sometime, probably. Yeah, I was bad. I think that's why I'm an animal lover now, because I think I'm paying for the fur trapping episodes. Mm -hmm. But I was just this big burly like fur trapper guy that I just saw myself in this like canoe with a bunch of dead animals. So according to the facts from our mom, you in a previous life died of gonorrhea. No, you died of no, gonorrhea. No, well that is not according to the person who conducted the past life regression. I'm going to do something humiliating to you back for this, by the way. I think you might have died of a fever. I think you are a prostitute. That's what I think. And you probably was. And you probably died of some sort of a VD. And I think at least in my dream, you were my. You're such a bitch. No, I didn't die of a VD. You died of a VD. <laughs> no, you died of the VD. And well, you were killing animals in a canoe. All right. So I was a terrible person. I admit it. But you died of the VD and left me in the alleys with the street dogs. <laughs> okay. Can I please tell you, A, I've never had gonorrhea. Well, no, no. Listen, it's in a past life. I'm not saying you have gonorrhea now. I'm just saying in a past life. Oh, my God. B. I don't have gonorrhea. C, I never have had gonorrhea. Four, mom's making this shit up. D, I'm going to fucking kill you. You have gonorrhea. My brother has gonorrhea. Newsflash, news alert. Well, maybe in a past life I did have gonorrhea. (laughs) No, the past life regression has said that she like, she was roaming around with dogs and then I was burned at the stake And then she somehow decided it'd be like more fun of a story for her to tell if I died of gonorrhea. She totally made that. Well, I think it worked. (laughs) I have never had gonorrhea. I was trending today on TikTok. Oh my God, for what? I did a TikTok in my driveway with your sunglasses that that Louis stole, that I stole, that I think are Gucci. You fuckers (laughs) steal all my good shit. No, I just stole what Louis stole. 
and I trended the other day on Instagram too. And you need to post a picture of us together and tag me. This is such good podcast <laughs> stuff. People can't wait to hear you bitch at me. I think they're going to give me my own podcast and boot you off is probably what's going to happen. So, as season one of Cash and the Creepies comes to an end, I hope all of you out there are staying particularly open-hearted, open-minded. Keep it creepy. Keep on creeping on. And I will see you soon. Thank you for joining us, and goodbye, my creeps. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.